You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's say hello to Tori Petri, DetroitLions.com, Lions Team Channel here on TuneIn. Tori, thanks for joining us again this week. Let's go back to the fallout from what happened on Thanksgiving. What's the status of Matthew Stafford's ankle injury? He was clearly gimpy in the second half of that game on Thursday. Yeah, well, you guys know the Lions. They don't give much details on injuries. But uh, Matthew Stafford did practice today uh, and, you know, looked looked pretty good. Didn't seem like he was hobbling around today at all. They asked him about it in the press conference. He said he feels fine. So not much detail there, but at least a good sign that he was practicing. Tori, give me a take on Dwight Freeney. He had the opportunity to be with Jim Carwell, I think, when he was out in uh, correct me if I'm wrong, when he was with the Indianapolis coach, I uh, just have a connection right. because of the organization. But tell me about Dwight Freeney and his addition to that team. Yeah, so he came in last week. The Lions claimed him off of waivers after Seattle cut him. Uh, he had just played that Monday night game uh, with Seattle, and then the Lions played Thursday on Thanksgiving. So that was a pretty quick turnaround to expect him to be able to play on that Thursday night game. Uh, and, you know, at 37, the body just recovers differently um, at that age. And it's incredible what he's still doing at that age. And, uh, you know, so he said realistically, you know, probably wasn't a realistic turnaround for him. He spoke uh, to the media in the locker room on Monday, really excited to be here, reunite with his head coach or with his not head coach, but with with the coach that he's been with before, who is now the head coach of the Lions. And, uh, you know, he, he really uh, – he really felt like this was a place where he could fit in because of his familiarity with Jim Caldwell. And uh, he felt like this was a place where they were making a playoff push. He said that, honestly, you know, you don't have much control when you're on waivers, but he told his agent that, you know, there were some teams that he'd retire before he'd go play for those teams. And the Lions happened to be a team that he was really excited about going to and uh, their pass rush needs it. So even if it's in a limited capacity, even though he's not, even if he's not playing every single snap uh, for them, I think that he can still uh, really help them out. Chatting with Tori Petri, DetroitLions.com, the Lions team channel here on TuneIn. Tori, stats can be misleading, but I know you've heard this one many times. How important do you think it is? The Lions still have not had a 100-yard rusher <laughs> since Reggie Bush on Thanksgiving Day in 2013. Yeah, how did I know that's where you were going with that? <laughs> that, that stat has been brought up a lot lately. Uh, you know, it, it hasn't. Uh, been something that the Lions have had in a very long time, four years ago, and and uh, it really, uh, it really was, um, you know, it's been a topic of conversation what Matthew Stafford's been able to do without that, and you know, it's it, it's nice to have, and you do need a run game in order to set up your passing game, but I don't necessarily think it needs to be one guy having those 100 rushing yards every single game. Now, would it be nice for them to have that? I think it would certainly help them out, but I think their strategy is more so spreading the yards around. But even with that, they haven't been as successful with that lately. So they've got to get that run game going in order to open up what they're able to do in the passing game because let's be honest, that's their strength. It is not the run game. They are a pass-first team. Matthew Stafford's your best player on offense, and that's the guy you want to get the ball in the hands of. And uh, that's what they're working on figuring out is just getting a respectable run game in order to uh, let Matthew Stafford do what he does. Well, speaking of not having a running game, uh, I think Matthew Stafford is walking around with a bruised ankle of some sort because he was gimpy in that last game against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, 
tell me his condition because if he doesn't have a running game, he has to drop back their entire game. How long do you think that will last as far as him not having the limp? Well, like I said, he was at practice today, so I think that you know he, he's looking good. He's a tough guy. He's played through plenty of injuries. Uh, Lions don't give much detail on injuries, but I think uh, it's looking pretty good for him right now as he looked fine at practice today. Sorry, we're all going through playoff scenarios, so give us your Lion perspective. How optimistic should Lion fans be about a run to the postseason? And let's say it's going to be a wild card. I know the math (laughs) implies Detroit still has a chance, but if we're trying to forecast the wild card race in the NFC, where do you slot your Lions? Well, I think they they need to be cautiously optimistic uh, because, you know, this team has five games left in the season and in the crowded NFC right now, 10 wins may not get you into the playoffs. That might not get you a wild card. It really just depends on what the other teams who are fighting for those wild card positions uh, do. And the Lions might need to win all five of these last games. Now, you know, when you look at each of them as individual opponents, I think you could call the Lions the the you know a win for them in those games realistic uh, because of the teams that they're playing. The Ravens are the only team above 500, I believe. And, you know, so you can look at them individually, but then when you look at the big picture of five wins in a row, that, that is a lot to ask. So we'll see what ends up happening in these last five games of the season. Four and one might do it for them, but, you know, then you start getting into territory of leaving your destiny to somebody else and, and what other teams do. So cautiously optimistic is, is the word that I would use, and uh, we'll see what they look like up against up against the Ravens this week. And uh, I think that that will probably tell us a bit more about what to expect in this December stretch of games. When looking at this roster and seeing some of the players on it, uh, one of the dynamic players in, in Golden Tate, I saw him respond uh, to Eli's situation with the Giants. Give me your take on how the players are perceiving that type of action because sometimes the marquee players on teams – end up getting either cut early or, or having to sit the bench this soon. Do you see any guy walking around wondering what the heck is going on or looking over their shoulder being concerned? You know, I don't think so. I think the, the concern right now is that the Lions know they've got a tough task ahead of them in trying to win these last five games, uh, win out so that they do get a spot in the playoffs. And uh, guys were asked about it today, but most of them were pretty unconcerned. They felt for Eli, said he's a good guy, has ownership of that team. Um, and, and really are, you know, can commiserate with what he's feeling and, you know, empathize for him, but they're more focused on the task at hand for themselves. Corey, great information as always. Enjoy the game against the Ravens. It's highly significant. We'll chat with you next week on the NFL on TuneIn. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! The National Football League is on TuneIn.